Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. These church folk chose what made them comfortable over what would have made them conquerors. They chose the tradition over triumph. And because the people in the village thought more about what made them comfortable and cared more about what made them comfortable and what made them what they were used to and what they had always done, they missed out on the miracles. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Turn with me, if you will, uh, to the gospel according to Mark. Going to be reading the sixth chapter, the first through the 13th verse. Again, that is Mark chapter six, uh, verses one through 13. Going to be reading the New International Version of God's Word. Let's see what God's Word has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the Word of the Lord. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get all these things? They asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and a brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. Calling the twelve to him, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, church. God, we honor you, we praise you, we bless your holy name. We thank you for the opportunity to gather once again in your word. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. Lord God, 
Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight so that we can work on making disciples of Christ Jesus. And it is in that name of Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. For uh, the time that we get to spend together, I want to talk a little bit about doing what's possible. Doing what's possible. There is a phrase I think of from time to time. The phrase is familiarity breeds contempt. Familiarity breeds contempt. Basically, the longer someone is around someone else or something else, the more familiar they get. And they may stop appreciating it as much as they used to. Or they hold it in a certain level and don't think that it can ever get that higher. The way they originally know it is the way that it's supposed to always be in their minds. In transparency, I would share to you, share with you that uh, I have uh, some friends and family members that uh, don't think I can preach very well. Uh, don't understand how I'm on certain boards of directors for the organizations are very surprised at the work I do in the community. Why? Because they only know me as Lil Johnny. Some snot-nosed, nappy-headed kid with a lisp. And they knew that before and cannot imagine him being anything besides that. The way things are, people either get used to that and don't think it'll change, or it becomes familiar and they stop caring for it as much as they used to. We all do it. You get a brand new car. When you have the car, you watch it, you wash it every week. You can't eat in that car. They make sure to put the tire shine on it. Make sure that the inside of the car is smelling great. Go places and park far away from the door so they can double park it so don't nobody park next to it and possibly ding the door. But as time grows on, they stop doing all of that. Uh, you get a new house. Everybody has to take their shoes off to come into this house. Don't you track outside, inside my house. But the point is, is that once you've been around it for a while, the newness of it fades. It doesn't have to be material things. It happens with people. Uh, get a promotion on your job. And your friends will start saying, you're acting funny. Go back to school to get a little more education or a certification. And people will think you're getting a little too big for your britches. Uh, I am sure that there are some people right now that you don't hang around with anymore. 
because you elevated and they couldn't celebrate your elevation. So they started to hate it. And everybody does not have to have your time and your space and your presence. And so as you got better, things changed. But just because you changed in reality doesn't mean you changed in some of those people's minds. And we have some familiarity causing contempt in the gospel according to Mark. The 13 verses that I read for you are two stories. And those two stories in the gospel according to Mark are also in the gospel according to Matthew and the gospel according to Luke. But there's a little more time in between Jesus coming home and Jesus sending the disciples out in those other ones. But here in Mark in chapter six comes right after chapter five, where Jesus just got finished healing Jairus's daughter, raising her from the dead and just got finished healing the woman with the issue of blood that had had it for 12 years. And now he's coming back to his home town. Jesus starts off by teaching in the synagogue and later tries to perform some mighty works or miracles, as the Greek translation would say, in other words. But it's not going as well as it did in chapter five. In chapter five, Jesus did his thing and they were immediately healed. Not so good in chapter six. In chapter six is a little different because he is trying to do this work in his hometown. This new Jesus that, that was coming back after going out was different than the people of Nazareth knew. A lowly carpenter teaching in the synagogue. How dare he? Uh, the text says that they took offense uh, in the Greek, the phrase took offense also can mean that they stumbled or they fell away. Don't we know him? Isn't this Mary's boy? People are familiar with Jesus and because they are familiar, they even insult him. Watch the text. They said, isn't this Mary's boy? Uh, they, they mention everybody that Jesus is related to. They name his mother. They name his brothers. They even mention his sisters, say the sisters are here with us. They mention everybody but his father. And that's not an omission. That is intentional. Uh, because any time you refer to anybody in the Bible, not to say that Mary is not an important person, but the lineage, the way that Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of being a part of the tribe of Judah and a son and the root and the offspring of David was through Joseph. And all through the Bible, whenever they mention somebody, especially a male child, they mention the father. So to call Jesus the son of Mary, because they were amazed at the, 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 the miracles that he was performing, 
was to essentially call him a fatherless child. The people did not understand the power and the wisdom that Jesus had because they did not understand it. They chose to stick to what was familiar. They chose their familiarity over the move of Father God. These church folk chose what made them comfortable over what would have made them conquerors. They chose the tradition over triumph. And because the people in the village thought more about what made them comfortable and cared more about what made them comfortable and what made them what they were used to and what they had always done, they missed out on the miracles. What have we missed out on because we've never done it that way before? The people in Nazareth thought they knew Jesus, and because they thought they knew him, they didn't expect anything from him. And because they expected nothing, they got what they expected. Jesus was only able to do a few things there and move on. Dejected but not distraught, Jesus sent the disciples and kept doing work. You cannot allow the little faith of others to keep you from doing what God has set you out to do. Take what you can uh, and do what you can while you still can. And if it doesn't work, shake the dust off of your feet and keep pushing. Take what you need. You have God the Father and that is all that you need. See, this is a passage that is about faith and faith empowers action. Faith is more than just saying, I believe. It's doing something along with that belief. At the beginning of the text, the people were amazed. They were astonished at what he was doing. It wasn't what they were used to, but they were all still in the church and they were all still having an emotional reaction to what was happening. But that's where it stopped. Kind of like saying, "Ooh, we church show was good today, but not acting out what was going on. Well. Is the microphone still working? The faith empowers the action. And they did something along with it. And he told them, he sent them out. And so don't pack entire tents. Don't pack entire camps. Take just what you need. Take a staff and don't worry about bread and don't put a bunch of money in your belts and, and don't even have a bag and don't wear extra clothing. Just take what you need to do the work of the Lord. Are you willing to do what God says using only what God told you to have? Faith empowers 
actions. And the people of Nazareth did not have much faith. Sure, they were surprised. But again, this is more than just having an emotional reaction to something. Faith empowers us to act. We should be able to exercise our faith no matter how much or how little we have. We must go out into the world and make a difference. Jesus sent the disciples out. Even after Jesus rose from the dead and came back to the disciples, he sent them out. It said, go out and make disciples, not sit in a building and wait for somebody to stumble by and see what's going on. God loves us and gives us power to do great things for the kingdom of God. Jesus sent the disciples out with power and authority to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to do a great work for the kingdom. And that same power that flowed through them is the same power that flows through us. They preached they preached repentance. Repentance is a psychological term. It literally means in the Greek to change the way you think. Change your mind. Turn around the way you think about things. And they were preaching that repentance because they had the power and the authority to do great things. And that same power and authority comes through us. I get it, though. You may not want to get out there and perform exorcisms and cast out demons and heal the sick. But I bet you could help somebody in need. I bet you could volunteer a little more. I bet you could share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone who you have not shared it with before. I bet you can invite people to church. Amen. Doing what is possible puts us in a position where God will transform us from people that think that real change is impossible to people who are doing the work of God. Even when it looks like the odds are against us achieving anything, What is out there waiting for you to finish? How might your decision about that be driven by what is possible for you now? Where is God in that decision? The hard work has already been done. Jesus already hung, bled, died on Calvary and rose from the dead with all power in his hand on the third day. Now we are supposed to go out with the power and the authority that he gave us and make disciples of Jesus Christ so that they can know Jesus Christ and the pardoning of their sins. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Please pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from above, and we thank you for the opportunity to gather once again in your name 
and learn from your word, Lord God. Lord God, I ask a special blessing upon this message for those who have heard it and those who will hear it later, that they'll want to know Jesus Christ and the pardoning of their sins. That those who are believers will want to share the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the pardoning of their sins with others. Let this be a good fruit that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest. 30, 60, 100 fold. It is in the name above all names that we pray, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.